Welcome to Level 10 Mastery with Ben Lawler. On this podcast, we interview the best and brightest in all walks of life. By doing this, we help you, our listener, become the best version of yourself. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Level 10 Gladiators, welcome back to another episode of Level 10 Mastery. Today we have a very special guest, Mr. Adam Marburger. Adam is a husband to one, father to three, serial entrepreneur by day, and jujitsu practitioner by night. Also recently named the 2018 Automotive News 40 Under 40 honoree. Adam, welcome to the program, brother. Hey, Ben, thanks for having me. So starting out, man, tell us what's uh, what's new and exciting in your world. Well, I'm trying to get a little structure brought back into my house since I've had a crazy week. Uh, we had the weigh-ins, you know, Thursday, and then the fights last night, so I didn't get home till about 12 o'clock. So, you know, just a little catch-up this morning, getting this day structured. <laughs> kind of getting back in the groove, man. Yes. Awesome. Well, let's talk about the fights a little bit, man. What did you, uh, you think about the fights last night? It was a fantastic show, as always. Jesse Finney and Rob Doniker, they put together an incredible uh, production. Fights were good, uh, very competitive. Uh, it's always good when all my guys win. Uh, we were undefeated. All the all the guys over at War Room, 3-0 uh, and out of the War Room, and then over at Watson Martial Arts, we were 2-0. Uh, and we, we had two pro fighters on the card. So both of our pro fights, we won last night. So it was, uh, we actually got, you know, here we're, we're well-rounded, but we're our claim to fame is jujitsu, and uh, we got two uh, first-round submissions last night on the pro card. So incredible! So why do you think that is, man? It seems like you've had some good success there over the last couple of years. What uh, what do you think kind of sets you guys apart? Well, I mean, here Kyle Watson has just got uh, just an incredible thing going over in St. Louis. I mean, his academy. I mean, that's the home base for us. That his academy. There's 400 plus students. Uh, about a couple of years ago, uh, Josh, Mitten, Josh McKinney, uh, he, he owns a gym over in Granite City called Head Nod HQ. And Josh McKinney is a partner of mine in a charity that we have called Head Nod Squad. And so we decided a couple of years ago, let's bring the best of the best from every gym together. Let's bring them together. Let's train together. Let's cross train. Let's help each other. And so what we've done is we've created this culture of consistency with all of the best of the best. And we get together three, four days a week and we train hard. So uh, the result is everybody's getting better. Everybody's getting better. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we do. That is absolutely awesome. Well, Adam, let's, let's step back a little bit, man. Take us back to your, uh, to your childhood, man. Tell us about some of the biggest, you know, kind of influencers and, and mentors that you had growing up. Yeah, so... I've, I've, I've been very lucky to be surrounded by uh, some of the right people. Um, and I'll just kind of, you know, I'll talk about, you know, what kind of got me into business and where I, you know, I was, I was 13 years old. And uh, I remember you know, my dad used to just kind of, kind of complain. You could see the frustration about finances. Uh, he had this bill box. He would, he would get out once a week and he would write bills out. He was always in a bad mood and that negative energy would just bleed through the house. Yeah. So I, I made it I made a decision and I was 13. I made a decision. I said, you know what? I'm never going to be like him. 
you know, I'm never, ever going to be in this scenario. So I remember I had a paper route and I called my, my uh, district manager and I, I was able to get two more routes. So I had three paper routes when I was in uh, middle school. Uh, you know, I'd get up at four in the morning, wrap papers. I was deeply committed to my, my customer. And I would, I literally, I would ask for the money. So back then you would collect, you would have to show up and collect the uh, the monthly bill for the Alton Telegraph. Right. And I'd always ask my, I would always ask my customer, you know, how was my service? Was there a plastic sleeve on your paper every day, even when it wasn't raining? You know, customers are like, oh yeah, yeah. And so here, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, give with your heart. I live on these tips. So just give what you can. And I was able to make a lot more money than any other paper route in town. So that's that was where I it all kind of started there. That my my business uh, brain started clicking back then when I started seeing that you could uh, you could ask for the money and you could get it. I mean, in a commission type structure, and it, it just from there. I mean, my brain's been hardwired for for business ever since. I love it, man. So that was that was age thirteen. Take us fast forward, man, to today. Tell us kind of your day to day. What does that kind of look like? And, and what kind of sets you apart? What are you What are you doing on a daily basis? Well, I'll tell you, I'm boring. I'm very boring. I'm very systematic. I'm up early every day, and it is it's. I have a routine every morning that is that I will never compromise on. It's my sacred time. I I start my day with a bit with a big glass of water. I get out of bed and I, I drink a glass of water. But, but then I get down to my office, and I start with my devotional. I spend my time with the Lord. It's my time. It's it's no one else's. I, I don't answer uh, text messages. I don't check email. I won't check social. I don't do any of that stuff for the first hour. So I'm committed to the, the devotional. And then I get into a little meditation. I meditate for about 15 minutes. And it gets my brain rebooted, ready to go. And then I go right into my structure after that. It's typically uh, I've got three buckets that I put my businesses into. Uh, bucket number one is my baby. It's my automotive business. Uh, bucket number two is my real estate business. And bucket number three is my martial arts business. So I, I put three buckets together so I can structure my work and make sure I get things accomplished. Sure. So I'm kind of boring. Man, that's, uh, that is awesome. I mean, consistency. So you're, you're doing the same thing day in and day out. What time are you, what time are you typically starting the day? Okay, so Take in mind, I just we had a newborn eight weeks ago. So <laughs> that can that can so, change things up, man. I've I've been there before. I can definitely relate with you. Yeah, so it's typically four forty-five to five a.m. That's my time. Okay. With with the baby, it could be a little earlier or a couple minutes later, but it's typically depending if I'm going to help my wife with the feeding, which I try to really jump in and help her out as much as I can. But it's five a.m. I mean, I'm a I'm a five a.m. guy. Uh, that's my time. That's the sweet spot for me. I love it, man. Absolutely awesome. So let's dive into each of those three buckets that you talked about. So they, you know, the automotive industry. We've got a number of listeners out there in the automotive industry or part of the automotive industry. Tell us kind of what you do and how you help your, your clients on a daily basis. So I am a uh, product provider slash income development specialist. So Johnny Garlic and myself have a company called the Income Development Guys. And what we do is we provide service contracts to some of the biggest dealers in St. Louis, and we partner with them and help them uh, create efficiencies, stop any type of profit leaks. And uh, you know that that's you know that's my baby. A year and a half ago, 
I was at retail. I was with the same Nissan dealer for a really, really long time. I had reached the top. I mean, the pinnacle. I could not do anything else. So I made a decision uh, to retire. And I didn't know. I was kind of like I had a void unfilled. I didn't know where I was supposed to go. So I had lunch with Johnny Garlic, who owns, he's the co-owner, income development guys, and the owner of Heart Dealer Financial Services, which is the company that our service contracts come out of. But he told me, he's like, Adam, you had a massive impact for this dealer. You, I mean, you hit all the records. You did all this. Why don't we help as many dealers do what you did? So I, I kind of meditated on that for a few days, and I said, you know what? That seems like a great idea. So Johnny and I teamed up, and yeah, what I do now is I, I meet dealer principals. I find out what they're trying to accomplish, and my goal is to make them number one. I mean, every dealer I do business with, I want to be number one. I want to be the top F&I producing dealer in town. So that's that's my claim to fame is going into a dealership. Uh, I don't I don't bark orders. I take the ball. I walk in. I want the ball. I show one, do one, teach one. It's we have kind of the surgeon's mantra. I go in. I show people how to do it. I never tell. I just show. And then I because then I'll sit co-pilot. Then I'll have my F&I manager show me how to do it. And then I make him teach somebody else. I believe in the show one, do one, teach one. Because if you can teach somebody else, yes, when you get really good. So, yeah, automotive is my baby. It is it is my life. I am literally my business is expanding. I'm uh, I love automotive. I've been doing it since I was 18 years old and I've. I just said, I'll never work a day in my life in automotive because I love what I do. It's all passion. Man, that is a, that's incredible. So tell me this, Adam. Are there any similarities between what you do on the, uh, the jiu-jitsu mat and what you do on the showroom? Are there any principles, any philosophies that, uh, that kind of blend together there for you? Absolutely. So my martial arts background is my structure, my base for all of my training. It's, it's, I believe it's doing the little things over and over, getting really, really good at our techniques, building muscle memory, having structure, organization, and discipline will allow you to reach heights that you never could without. Like, like you can be really talented. You can be really talented and have no structure. You're not going to make it to the top. You may luck into some stuff. But you, I mean, I believe you've got to be structured. You've got to have a process. I believe in defined processes. Uh, and so what I do on the mat is very similar to what I do in the showroom floor. As a matter of fact, uh, kind of cool automotive news wrote an article on me and bl- kind of blended. It's funny you asked, blended that story together. Talk, they asked the same thing about my jujitsu and they wrote an article. And you can find it in automotive news about what I do on the mat, and what I do in the showroom floor. In fact, we'll, uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Dennis, cool. That is awesome. So tell tell me about the uh, the real estate side, man. How does that look? Are you is it commercial? Is it residential? Is it a combination of the two? It's a combination, and I'll be here. Uh, real estate is the engine that pulls my train. Uh, without real estate, I wouldn't have what I have. I I, I made a decision in my early twenties. My one of my mentors, his name's Ali Kitchell. He's a business partner of mine in one of my real estate companies. He kind of took me in, mentored me, showed the ropes. Back then, I was investing in stocks. I was trying to put as much money as I, I could back then in mutual funds, which played well for me. But I also took a chance and, and, and put more, a little more into real estate. And then the, the returns on the real estate have just been magnificent. Uh, so without, without getting into real estate you know, 15 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to retire from an automotive dealership at uh, 36 years old. 
the automotive or the, the real estate is that long-term wealth builder and it's got some short-term uh, i've got some some really nice rentals that are cash flowing well we've got some buildings uh we're getting ready to look at another building so yeah that real estate is the that's the engine that pulls my train financially it's real estate man it seems like real estate over the course of time can can actually outperform the market if you do it right oh, yeah i mean here i we have a here ollie and i we want to buy everything that we can. As long as it makes sense, we want every deal. We're, we're in acquisition phase right now. We want, as, we want to buy as much as we possibly can. At my age now, I'm still in my 30s. I'm thinking about my three daughters and how cool would it be to have 300 houses to give each child 100 houses. Here you go. You know, here, here's your kid's kid's legacy right here because, because we built this real estate empire uh, early. I love it, man. Legacy. All right, so let's let's shift into number three, man, and this will lead into my next question. But martial arts, uh, but blending that with life and business. In your opinion, Adam, how does a person become the best at their particular craft? Well, it's it's being deeply committed, and you've got to be committed to personal growth. Like if you're not committed into leveling up on an hourly basis. I, you know, some people say every day, every day. No, we got to check ourselves on the hour sometimes. If you're not committed to every hour of the day growing and leveling up, uh, you're dead man walking. And that that's that's how you evolve. That's how you get in any field that you're in. It doesn't matter. If you're, like, you're going to weave baskets or if you're going to sell suits, you've got to be deeply committed to what you're doing and looking to to grow on an hourly basis. And I truly believe that. I love it, man. So always growing, always improving, always taking it to that uh, to that next level. You know, I heard a person say recently that in life, there's only one way to coast, and that's downhill. So if you're not if you're not growing, you're going the other direction. Amen. Love it, man. All right, shifting into the next question, man. Um, tell us about uh, leadership. So obviously, you um you personify leadership man in all of those areas whether it's as a father husband the automotive industry real estate martial arts in your opinion what are some of those leadership qualities or traits that really sets a leader apart from the from the pack so it's being able to humble yourself and sit at the table with your peers like uh, i'll give an example i do a uh, elite level fni training every single monday some of the best dealerships in St. Louis, we meet at the Auto Dealers Association. And instead of standing in front of the room, I make the decision to sit at the table. I think that it's, it's good. Like when I start training somebody new, I always tell them, here, I'm going to learn from you. You're going to learn from me. You're going to mess stuff up. I'm going to mess stuff up. We're going to fix it together. But more importantly, we're going to grow together. There's no I anywhere in this. It's a team. And so I, like even my employees, I don't call them employees. They're teammates. And so when I'm training somebody, I try to sit at the table. I want to. You got to humble yourself because it's not you; it's we, and we definitely get you so much farther. So that's that's the approach that the 37 year old Adam has. Now going back to the 27 year old Adam, that doesn't look the same, Ben. No. <laughs> that doesn't look. You know, that doesn't look the same. No, that's that's, that's changing. And you know what? Five, yeah, that's, ten years yeah. from now, that'll probably even change a little bit further. So I believe true leaders, you got to humble yourself a little. I mean, you got to find a way to connect right. and relate. And right. that's, that's the magic right there. Right. It seems like at the end of the day, you know, you got to take the focus off yourself 
and put it on others, man. It's kind of, you know, it reminds me of the law of reciprocity, right? What you put into the lives of others eventually will come back into your own. Word on that, true. Love yes. it. All right, so shifting out of, uh, um, out of business, what are, what are some of your other uh, passions, man, that you, uh, that you get involved with? You had mentioned a, maybe a nonprofit or a 501c3 that you're involved with. What are some of your yeah. other passions outside of business? So, you know, obviously being a husband and a father are my, my babies. I mean, I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and then I have an eight-week-old baby. And, and having my, my recent daughters allowed me to kind of slow down a little bit. And, and the, the sense of gratitude that surrounds me right now is just incredible. Like, I am so committed to my family right now. And, like, of course, I've got other hobbies. You know, I like to go, I like to, go to the range. I like to shoot my pistols, right? Yes. I yes. love hair. You know as well as I. I like clothes. I have a hobby. <laughs> I like to shop. I like, you know, but right now, my life is outside of my businesses. It's in my family. And that's what I'm so focused on right now is every second. Like last night when that fight was over, you know, my wife's like, How, you know, how's it going? And I like literally the fight was over. I, I was getting my car and get home. I wanted to get home. I, I, I try to be home with my family. That's my life outside of work right now. I love it. At the end of the day, that's, that's why you do what you do, man, for your for your family and for your children. Absolutely. And, you know, here, there's other, you know, I love sports. You know, I mean, here, I, MMA, MMA, jiu-jitsu, of course, the jiu-jitsu, but I like baseball, I like basketball, hockey. I mean, I, lo I like sports, you know, so I'm not completely boring, Ben. Give me another three months and let's ask this question again. <laughs> here, ask me change, in 90 man. days. Come and I may have yeah, we love to travel. Here, I would say travel was the thing, but you know what? My wife and I are not going to be traveling for a while. So. No, man. Let's give it until maybe early 2019, man. I'm yep. with you there. All right, so let's let's talk more about uh, you know people and and influences. You know, particularly, who would you say this day and age? Who's who's feeding you, man? Who's helping you grow? Who's Who's helping you get oh, it to the next level, man, in your life? I mean, there's a combination, and I, I love to read. Um, you know, I there's a couple of guys that have been really influential. You know, there's car dealers in town. I mean, here, I've got, you know, Craig Suntrum, Craig Schmitz. Uh, those two guys have been so influential in my career, my growing. Uh, I've learned so much working next to Craig Suntrum. And Craig Schmitz is, you know, he owns auto centers in Nissan. He was my boss for 15 years, and he – he leveled me up so many times, but I'll tell you a, a few things that have changed my life as of recent. Um, I, I reread a book. I like to read, but then I like to reread the book because the first time through, I don't really take any notes. Uh, first time I read the book, I don't take notes, but then the second time I go through it, I'll take some notes. And I reread the four-hour work week like six months ago by Tim Ferriss. So if you, had to, if you had to break it down, if you had to sum it up, what are some of those key principles that you – that you picked up maybe the second time from the four okay. hour work week? You know, uh, liberation, automation. Uh, uh, I, I became more involved in stoicism. Stoic philosophy has really helped change the way I view life. It allows me to slow things down. And, and so, so rereading this book by Tim Ferriss and then spending a lot of time on his podcast and he's, the man's brilliant. I mean, this is a, you know, not everybody relates to everyone, but this guy really resonates with me. He's a former martial arts guy. Uh, you know, we're similar in age. He's an entrepreneur. He's a high-level entrepreneur. But I mean, his thoughts and ideas on uh, Stoke philosophy were 
just they were they were really good for me. My meditation level, my I got back to my roots on getting grounded in meditation. And so so I'll say this. I mean Tim mm-hmm. Ferriss is the guy that, that that's been the most influential in my life in the last six months uh, as far as author or guys that I'm reading. I love it, man. So let's let's talk about stoicism a little bit. You know, for our listeners out there that are not familiar with, with stoicism, how would you describe it? What are what are some of the key uh, principles that uh, uh, that they talk about in, in Stoic philosophy. Being able to slow down and realize that you know things aren't nearly as bad as what we seem sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, Stoicism allows you to kind of like I'll give you an example. Like if you're someone that is maybe a little insecure with some of what your some of your clothes, maybe you've got a couple of outfits that just make you feel not great. Well, what I would challenge that person to do is like on maybe a field test, maybe on a Sunday, find a busy place, throw on the most craziest outfit that you can and go out in public and put yourself in humiliating circumstances. What you, what that does for you, something so minute as somebody looking at you funny because of what you're wearing will build this memory in your body that will allow you to, to not allow uh, other things to, to uh, change your perception or change where you're going. Uh, you know, the, the uh, Seneca, uh, the letters to Seneca, they wrote, uh, you know, we suffer far more in imagination than we do in reality. And right. that's the truth. Like, we, we get so worked up and caught up. Like, we think things. We play things out in our head before they ever happen, and then we defeat ourselves. So it's like, so being able to look at what it is, you know, put yourself, put your mind in the worst case scenarios before, you know, just briefly. Like, say, for instance, say, Ben. Say, for instance, I want to do a, a work a deal out with you. Maybe I'm pitching you on a new product. Yes. Well, it would be good to, you know, hear how, who's been, who's he with, maybe look you up online and the work, put myself in the worst case scenario. You tell me no, and you don't want to do business with me, but that's the worst thing that can actually happen. That, that actually is nothing. I mean, you're not going to punch me in the face, Ben. I mean, yeah. You're not going to kick me. You're not going to shoot me. But so, but, so what happens is. A lot of people are defeated in their mind before the real thing plays out. So I, I challenge people to slow down. It's not as bad as it seems. It's sure. not, it's never as bad as it seems. So, you know, reading Tim Ferriss's books and then kind of diving into stoicism, just, it's just helped me kind of slow down. I mean, things aren't so serious all the time. Right. You know? Absolutely. I, Getting out of your head, taking the focus off yourself and thinking big picture. I love yeah, it, it's, it's yeah, no, and it's it's really helped me. I mean, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, I, I care less of what people think. You know, I wish I could I could speak to a bunch of twenty year olds in college or eighteen year olds to just let them know that it's not things right now aren't what they're going to be. It's not nearly as bad as what you think. You know. Yep, absolutely. Words to live by, man. So, speaking of that, Adam, do you have a? Uh, maybe a life motto that you try to live by on a, on a daily and weekly basis. Well, I'll always spout off, you know, to my team. I'll be like, here, the four L's of life. It's living, loving, laughing, and learning, you know, living. You gotta freaking be alive. I mean, the day you stop really living and growing and moving up, you're dead. Loving without love. There's nothing. There's too much hate in this world. I mean, there's so much drama, political warfare, just religious, blah, blah, blah. There's so much hate. So let's choose love with love. We're going to get so much farther. and laughing, laughter. I mean, here, come on. 
I mean, life is not as serious as we make it. It's really <laughs> short. Yeah. So why not laugh more? If we can find ways to sit at the table and laugh, things open up. Life is so much better. And learning, you know the deal there. I mean, we've always got to be willing to learn. Yeah. When we're younger, we're not humble. So we're not, you know, we think we know everything. But as we grow, we should learn from every conversation we have every day. I mean, it's got to be constantly learning. So I say the four L's of life. I just think I, I've, I've been saying that for about a decade. And I just that's that's just what I living, loving, laughing and learning. That's my thing. That is that's absolutely awesome, Adam. I appreciate you sharing that, brother. Well, as we come to a close today, what uh, what parting advice do you have for uh, for our listeners out there? And how can people get in contact with you through social media? So I'll say this, um, you know, the one thing you can lack in education and you can lack in skill, but if you are a psychopath when it comes to work ethic, you will prevail. So I tell those young people out there that it maybe been stopped a few times, or maybe had a setback or five, be willing to work harder than everyone. And then one day you won't be working as hard. You'll be working very smart while those work hard for you. So that's a little advice I try to give. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram. I, I'm not very active on Instagram, so I'll say Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, just Adam Marburger. And then um, you can find me uh, on the Income Development, guys. That's my platform for automotive is the Income Development, guys. Awesome. Adam, we'll put a link to, uh, to each of those in the show notes. Man, thank you so much for uh, being part of the program today. Thanks for sharing your life and some of your wisdom and, and principles, man. This has been really impactful. No, thanks for having me. It was an honor. Level 10 Gladiators, thanks for tuning in to another episode. We couldn't do this without you. If you haven't already, get on iTunes and give us a review. Until next time, get out there and become the best version of yourself.